What you have gone through in life doesn't always define who you are, but it's part of a larger plan, working for a greater good, a better you. Here is where you'll hear stories of adversity turned into victory, stories of faith, both steadfast and wavering, but testimonies nonetheless that may change your heart, your perspective, even your life. Welcome to Testimonies. Well, welcome in, everyone. Thank you uh, for your time today. Last week, you heard uh, Glenda's testimony of faith and trusting God's timing. And in that episode, I mentioned my next guest and talks a little bit about, you know, how we met and his then very openness to share his testimony with a complete stranger. Uh, That would be me. I introduced to you, everyone, John McDonough, and I dubbed him that same night as Brother John. Hey, John. Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Thank you um, for agreeing to sit down and share your testimony. Uh, The way we kind of got to this point, which uh, someone is listening for the the first time, uh, you work in the food and bev industry, and uh, you had... um, uh, you were a server a couple of times, and on this second particular time, uh, you know, we engaged in a little bit more conversation, you know, and most people would think, okay, hey, I'm trying to eat here or whatever the case may be, but it just seemed like just kind of naturally clicked in conversation, especially when you started talking about your testimony and where you had, where you were at that point in your life the last time we saw you up until, you know, the time that we recently saw you. Now, let everybody know where you're from, just a little bit of background uh, about you and what your journey uh, has been in life so far. All right. Um, I'm originally from Miami, Florida, but I've, I've lived all up and down the East Coast. Uh, I settled in Charleston about 11 years ago, but I, you know, I, I went up and down the East Coast. I lived mm-hmm. in Virginia for a while, uh, in Northern Virginia, Southwest Virginia, graduated high school up there, ended up moving back down to Florida and sold insurance for Liberty Mutual for about five years. And then the housing market crashed. Mm-hmm. And that eventually brought me back uh, with my parents up in Easley. And, um, you know, what moved me out to Charleston was my brother getting into college at Charleston. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just kind of, you know, I'm here now. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the thing about it, and so, again, I'll go back to uh, you served us a few months ago. And I don't like using the word server, but um, uh, we encountered you uh, the first time a, a few months ago. And uh, you're very nice then. And I watched, you know, and I pay, I'm a people watcher and I pay attention to people. And I could see that you had a caringness about your, there was something that was vulnerable even with you at that night when you were working. Couldn't put my finger on it, didn't know what it was, but could just tell that. He has a good spirit. He has a, a, a kind heart. He actually, you know, comes across that he enjoys being there around other people. Now, fast forward to our most recent encounter. Um, you said at that time, you asked, you asked us that night, you said, does anything look different about me? I was like, okay, you got the beard going on. And you said, um, does it look like I lost a little bit of weight? And I was like, we we're like, oh, yeah, okay. You do look a little, you know, a little bit thinner or whatever. And you said, well, you were going through something uh, in your life back then. Uh, and still, you know, on a journey at that moment, you just kind of opened up about what was going on in your life. So can let's let folks know what was going on in your life back then. And then we'll talk about uh, your journey so far and where you are now. Okay. Um, well, when I moved to Charleston, I came to Charleston and, um, uh, you know, I was on probation at the time. Um, so I was what you would consider, I guess, like a dry drunk. Right. You know, I really wasn't flirting with any drinking or anything like that. 
And I kind of fell into some social acceptance, which is, you know, something that's kind of been a part of my life in the past. I've moved around a lot mm -hmm. as a younger child, so I was always kind of trying to fit in. And I got in really bad, you know, over the years with subduing myself with, you know, alcohol, drugs, mm -hmm. stuff of that nature. Um, and about nine months ago, you know, I kind of put my foot down and, and decided, you know, I'd been praying a lot. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I kind of reached out to God uh, at that point. Now, what what you said you reached out to God, which means that um, you know him, you knew him. Um, what was your childhood uh, spirituality upbringing like? Well, uh, my parents, uh, you know, and a lot of my other family uh, were all, you know, devout and you know, were Catholic. Mm -hmm. um, I would go to church a lot. But, you know, with time, uh, as I got older, it kind of start, you know, started to not be a thing. I right, always sure. pray mm -hmm. here and there, um, but it kind of as I got down, you know, deeper down the hole, uh, it kind of started to be a thing, you know, that I wouldn't do so much. I wouldn't really reach out, and I didn't really, mm -hmm. I didn't really have a life that was dedicated or even resembled anything of faith. Mm -hmm. I was kind of walking blindly through life. Mm -hmm. Now, what has kind of, what triggered now? Okay, you said you reached out to God uh, for help. Um, what happened after that? There were, you know, a couple experiences. There's one I'll tell you about that really, I kind of feel like kind of changed things. Um, I moved out of my apartment um, or the place that I was living in mm -hmm. downtown Charleston with my roommate. You know, we weren't the best fit for each other, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just too easy to, to fall into, you know, bad things. Sure. And when I moved out, you know, for a little while, I was, um, I was still kind of like, you know, under the influence a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was I was praying and, you know, my roommate would say, you know, you you always were, you know, talking a lot. And, you know, you, you would even pray sometimes, you know, with me um, and he, he could tell, you know, that I, I wanted to make a change for me. I just one day I just got down on my knees and I think I remember saying something like, you know, I, I'd do anything to to lift this, you know, mm -hmm. from my person. And, you know, I, I'll I'll sit and protect the gates, you know, of heaven, mm -hmm. you know, as long as I can come in every now and then. Wow. I remember that was mm -hmm sort of the prayer. What have you been doing to to stay in that place and kind of, uh, I wouldn't say the straight and narrow, so to speak, of, you know, mm. really, really getting focused, but what are you doing d along the course of your daily living right now to ensure that you keep your eyes, you know, on God, you keep your eyes on your purpose as your life continues to get better? Because we all know for those who are believers, when you get plugged in, and you're, you know, you're going full tilt with it and you're reading your word every day. Now, you're not a Bible thumper or anything like that. You know, most people think, well, when you start talking about stuff like this, you're carrying around your Bible and you're preaching to people. No, that's not it. You know, that's not yeah. been, you know, most people's experiences. But there's still work that you have to do uh, on a daily, right, to maintain um, your peace of mind and including God in it and spirituality. Well, I've had somewhat of an addictive personality my whole entire life. And I'll tell you this, I've, I've kind of come addicted to God and to faith, mm. you know. Um, so for me, I kind of feel like having this strong faith is allowing me to make the right decisions without even thinking twice. Um, I kind of just, you know, between that and, you know, I, I did start going to church again. Mm -hmm. I'm still kind of trying to find my church. Right. Um, but I do listen to a lot of books. I did go through the purpose driven life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've done that a couple times and 
you know, I, I keep on reading, actually. I, I think I might have told you that I have been reading this one, The Complete Reader by of Neville Goddard. Yes, yes. And it's a bunch of books put together and I've gone through it. I'm on the fourth time going through it now because, you know, a lot of it is not just hearing it, but comprehending it and, and putting a lot of the information that I'm getting from scripture through the reader or through the author into into my life. Mm-hmm. But uh, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm being told to do certain things. Um, and I, I feel God in my life now almost daily. Well, mm-hmm. daily, yeah. Mm-hmm. In what ways do you can you describe that? Because someone who's listening, like I said, who may not be as plugged in, and they're being encouraged by uh, people's testimonies that they're hearing. For you, how do you know or how does it feel to know that, you know, God's presence is with you? What's what's your experience been? Well, yeah, it's, and it's almost like, um, so, you know, every morning when I speak about what I'm grateful for, that's been a big thing. But I definitely declare almost every day, you know, what I am and what I'm becoming. And I kind of feel like my intuition has changed. Everything kind of, it's almost like a gut feeling or an intuition mm-hmm. now. I even have moments sometimes as little as like putting in an order at a com- in the computer screen when I'm at work mm-hmm. for somebody's food. And it's almost like if I walk away, this has happened a couple times now, yeah. like almost like I put the wrong thing in to double check it. And I double check it and there was the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, to something as um, big as, you know, uh, changing my diet lately mm-hmm. and the things that I purchase, you know, mm-hmm. like I almost like I, I didn't even know I should you know do this. But I've been doing these little things. You know, I've, I've slowly started to become vegan. I slowly, you know got off caffeine. And these things have helped me out um, tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, my daily routine, mm-hmm. you know, those are just like minor things, but right. to, to major things as um, you know, I had a Lyft driver um, not too long ago and we just got into a conversation and, and he just started saying these things to me. And he said something to me that really stuck with me. He said, um, if you quit, just so you know, if you quit, John, a lot of other people will quit too. Like if you quit doing what you're doing, he said, I don't know why I'm saying this to you. It's coming. It's coming from God is what he said. Oh, wow. And yeah. And there's just been like there's been things like that. Um, I'll try to remember some more of them. But yeah. Wow. That, you know, that brought tears to my eyes. And that's always we always get along the journey confirmation about what we've been thinking, what we've been feeling, even what we've been doing and may not have been really unsure about. There's always someone that God is going to send very random in the most random of places that's going to speak into your life. And it's going to, you know, let you know that number one, okay, there's no way this person could know to give me this message. Number two, definitely, if that's the case and you believer, God is real. And three, the moment when we perhaps we're going forth in this journey and we know that this is the journey or the path that we want to be taking, but we're not sure, okay, is this working? Am I really changing as a person? we kind of get those confirmations along the way. So with him saying, you know, if you stop doing what you're doing, other people are going to do it too. How have yeah. you, if you haven't yet, um, or if you plan to, do you think this would be a, a purpose or some kind of ministry, so to speak, that you can do just by living by example and, and sharing your story kind of without people knowing it? Because sometimes people get a little, you know, squirrely when you start trying to say, well, you know, I quit doing this and you should do this and you shouldn't do this anymore. But what do you think about that? And do you think that could be a calling or part of your purpose moving forward? So that's a great, um, you know, I'll just give you a little 
bit from my job. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this has been a process and, and the people that I work with have seen me go through this transformation. And I notice people will come to me and ask me questions about, you know, what are you doing for your diet or, mm -hmm. you know, or other things like they'll just ask me questions and, you know, they would never ask me before. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I can see, you know, that I have this opportunity to inspire people. And I, um, you know, I did, when I went back to church, I, like I said, I still haven't really figured out which one, but mm -hmm. I did go to Seacoast and I did take their, their test on, you know, what your gifts are. Yeah. And what did come back was that I am an inspirational person. Mm -hmm. um, so I think what I need to do, what's best for me to do right now is I definitely want to be able to help other people that are having problems with substance abuse, mm -hmm. you know, anything I can do friends that are, you know, having issues. Um, but I, I really feel like, you know, this is going to come to me with more time too. the more time sure. that I'm, I'm away from it. Sure. Um, and also just like leaning in, like understanding that, you know, when I get that sudden urge inside of myself to help somebody, I just need to do it. Yeah. And that's something that also is uh, another thing that's also been sparked to me lately is giving. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm, I'm really, really uh, falling in love with being able to help other people mm -hmm. in any little way that you can. And sometimes, you know, we think that in order to do that, it has to be money. It has to be a certain amount. It has to, but sometimes the giving could just be the giving of your time to listen to someone, the giving of an expression of a smile or recognizing that someone's not having a good day and, you know, Hey, can I give you a hug or Hey, everything's going to be okay. Or whatever the spirit, you know, moves you to do or say um, to them, because that does happen. Spirit does prompt you. God does prompt you to do things. And you might have that conversation in your head like, no, I'm not going to. Why should I? No. Uh, really? You want me? OK. You do it. And then you find out that it was a reason. So once you get plugged in and you get those uh, put those yearnings to help, it's coming from somewhere. It's coming from God. It's coming from that spiritual level that that person needs you at that particular time in their life for whatever reason that would be going, you know, something going through their mind that, hey, I'm having a really suck day today. I'm not good at doing this life thing anymore. And, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. But then someone who comes along and says, hey, just want to let you know you're worth it. Whatever it is that you're going through, you're worth it. And that could change yeah. somebody's life, you know, just like that. So, but I think that's awesome. And I think even the way that, we encountered um, each other. I don't know if you thought uh, we were weird or if I was weird in general, but um, just, you know, talking to Not you, you know, and then having to, because when you walked away, um, uh, yeah, towards, we were almost close to the end of the, the dinner. And as you walked away, I kept getting this nudge and it just said, ask him, ask him, ask him. And so, you know, I said, cause, okay. And so I knew what that meant. Because at that time, my this podcast was still kind of in the planning stages, you know. I don't even think I had the equipment yet. I didn't have the microphones. I didn't have a name for it or anything. But I knew that I wanted to do a podcast. And I figured the easy thing would be for me, like I've told, you know, people before, okay, radio. I'm in radio. That's, you know, entertainment side. It's easy to do a gossip show, an entertainment show, a lifestyle type of show. But this came to me that... The most important thing to me about anybody and in my encounters with other people is hearing their testimony, hearing them talk about God, hearing about what God has done in their life and how their life uh, is currently in transformation or was transformed 
and they're using that now to go out uh, and help people. So I asked you, and I had to, because you didn't know who I was. You didn't know who I did for a living. I didn't, you know, say, hey, I'm so-and-so, you know, when I met you the first time or whatever. But I knew I had to explain, like, okay, I'm not a crazy person. I am legitimate. This is what I do for a living, and this is what I'm thinking about doing, and would you be interested in being a guest? And you you quickly said yes. That's right. Now, what made you think? I mean, did you honestly, you know, feeling anything at that moment when I asked you that? What went through your I, mind either then or later that night or whatever? Yeah, um, these are exactly the kind of things that my eyes were closed to or would never happen under the circumstances that I was living my life. Mm-hmm. And um, they're happening now. <laughs> so it's just one of those things that goes back to this feeling inside of me that just says, yes, this mm-hmm. is this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, you and your uh, fiance, if, I, if I'm yeah. correct mm-hmm. with that, yes. mm-hmm. are very lovely people. And um, it's a pleasure to have you in a restaurant. <laughs> and, um, you know, I just uh, it's it's cool. Also, I think both times you were the last table. Right. That's right. So, I did notice at, always at the end of your shift. That's right. <laughs> yeah. The, not even the last table, just, right. just the end of my shift. Yeah. 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 And, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, this, these things that are happening, uh, I was going to tell you, there's another one I just thought of. Sure. Um, I did have, uh, a gentleman come in from Texas and, uh, I was in a section that I'm never in mm-hmm. at the restaurant mm-hmm. and he did come into the restaurant right at the end. He was my last table that night. And I was wondering the whole entire day why I was in that section. Mm. And he came to me and much like we've had a conversation, mm-hmm. um, he just said to me, now I know why we came here to eat. <gasps> you know, he said that it wasn't, he said, we came to our hotel, the restaurant was closed. We walked down the street. We couldn't even see the place from outside. Right. And we walked in, they got what we would consider pretty much the least desirable table in the restaurant. Okay. It's the one right next to the door. Right. And, you know, they came in dressed up, mm-hmm. definitely Texas stuff. Okay. <laughs> and he, uh, yeah. his cowboy boots and <laughs> right. his hat on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he told me that, though. He, he said to me, he said, you know, this is the reason why. And uh, he works for a medical device sales company. And I'm still trying to figure out what my next step is in life, but sure. I'd always wanted to be in medical device sales. And, you know, he wow. gave me his information and, and I emailed him and he said, when you're ready, just let me know how it's going. I'm going to, I'll be there for you basically. Oh yeah. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I've had those situations happen before, mm-hmm. but they weren't really like this. Right. Mm-hmm. They weren't really like, well, I really feel like I can reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he told me that I should get back into the Catholic church. Mm-hmm. I did go to the Catholic church next after that, yeah. um, that next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, I did, you know, I, I grew up in a Catholic church me and, too. you know, and, mm-hmm. and now I, I don't really want to talk sure. down about anything, sure. but I'm still, I'm still trying to find my church. Yes. Um, so I understand, but yeah, I wanted to share that one with you. And I also wanted to share with you another thing that I thought was cool is a lot of people in the past, you know, have handed out pamphlets, you know, about God before. Sure. But never have I ever really had anybody write down Bible verses on receipts. Oh. And that's happening. Wow. Out of the blue. Even really? if we don't talk about faith, they're writing them down. Are you and serious? I think the last one I got was 2 Corinthians 5.17, I want to say. Okay. Or 15 through 17, maybe. Okay. But I've been reading this in the book about... Um, if you declare who you're going to be 
you you can die to your previous limitations. You won't die to the limitations that you're becoming when you declare them. As long as you hold inside of you, you have faith that you will become these things. Mm-hmm. And it just talks about that in that Bible verse, almost a lot like that. Right. A lot, a lot what I was saying. So I was like, mm-hmm. wow, you know, mm-hmm. I just heard this and I'm just reading this right now. Mm-hmm. And I just keep on getting these messages. Oh, my goodness. You are so blessed. And God is really working. I know that uh, on you for a higher purpose. Like I said, I call you Brother John. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was, you know, the instant thing. I love Bro- it. You know, and I was just like, I said, I know as soon as I did that, I said, I, I know he thinks this lady is crazy because I'm so, you know, from there, I was like, hey, Brother John, you know, that's your name. That's what I'm going to call you. And uh, that's how I have been introducing you. But I, I tell you what, I have so enjoyed um, your time here uh, today. I really do appreciate it. And um, it's just it's just very interesting how God works uh, things out and he puts people in place. And the funny thing in my life, you know, wanting to put together this type of podcast at that particular time, coming into the restaurant, getting you as our server again, uh, <laughs> you know, and you at that point going through that particular thing in your life that apply to what it was that I wanted to do, and then giving you the platform just to really speak about all of the good things that are coming out of um, and happening in your life right now because of your renewed relationship with Christ and uh, getting more spiritually grounded and getting in the Word, and because God has a purpose. All these messages that you're getting, all these people that are coming into uh, your life, you know, maybe myself included as part of this, but just I'm I'm proud of you. Uh, we don't really we don't know each other, you know, that well, or or at all for that <laughs> for that matter. Besides a couple of the encounters and our conversation now, but I'm proud of you. It takes a lot of courage to do what it is that you're doing because so many people are afraid to do what it is that you're doing right now. That's powerful. So many people are so afraid to do what you are doing. But by what you are doing, other people will. That's cool. You're cool. Thank you so (laughs) much. Thank you so much. Brother John, it's been a pleasure. (laughs) It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And if anyone would like to be a part of the podcast, please, there are a couple of ways that you can get in touch with us. We'd love to have you. If you'd like to be a guest or if you just want to share your testimony, call 843-608-0804. That's 843-608-0804 or email testimonies with Tessa at gmail.com.